This is Vote for the Music, the Eurovision podcast. Hello and welcome back to Vote for the Music, the Eurovision podcast. I'm Benjamin Windybank and I'm not joined by my usual co-host Tadesh. Today he is unfortunately ill, so I have a very special guest presenter with me and that is Robert Morrison. Hello, I hail from the state of Texas in the United States of America. I have been a Eurovision fan for quite a few years now. I became a fan during sort of like the national selection season of Eurovision 2019 with the very first Eurovision show I watched being the 2016 Grand Final. And my all-time favorite song from Eurovision comes from Estonia, the song that they sent in 2015, Goodbye to Yesterday. So this week we have news from Finland about their national selection. We have news about when Austria will be revealing their artists. Some news about Montenegro's participation. And we've got a bunch of junior Eurovision news, including two songs who will represent Italy, the name of the song for Malta, national final results, and some news from the steering group. So with all that being said, I think we're good to go. This is to music first, always. We are unstoppable. Open the frontiers to make people meet people. Music is not fireworks. Music is feeling. You're good to go. So our first story this week is that UMK 2024, that is Finland's national final, has been booked for the 10th February at the Nokia Arena, which is 12,000 seats. It's a big, big arena. It was the biggest arena in Finland. If they hosted Eurovision, that's where it would be. It's in Tampere. And tickets went on sale earlier this week for that and they sold out within an hour. All 12,000 tickets are gone. Sorry about that if you were planning to go. UNK has been Finland's national final show for quite some time now. You've had like some really great songs come, some great songs and some great artists come from UNK for the past several years. And Finland always puts on a good national final show. I myself am really curious to see what they have in store for us come February. Yes, so UMK has been in place as Finland's national final since 2012. It had quite a rocky beginning. It didn't particularly produce particularly good results for Finland. They completely changed the selection in the late 2010s to be artist only. That's where you got people like Sarato and Darude. Uh, and that didn't particularly go well either. But when they relaunched it in 2020, it suddenly became what many fans considered to be pretty much one of, if not the best selection there is, despite necessarily the winner, the songs suddenly reached an incredibly high standard. And yeah, it's a one-shot national final, only seven songs, but the way, especially in the last two years, the hype around it and the quality of the songs and the way all the songs have been incredibly commercially successful and also the amount of crazy big artists that have been there, it shows good thing for Finland. And so after Finland's result this year, at the Eurovision Song Contest coming second, you can see the reason why the scale has jumped enormously high here. Finland has actually done very quite well recently in Eurovision with Blind Channel coming sixth in 2021 and Cha Cha Cha, which came second in 2023 and notably won the Televote that year as well. 
So like last year, Riley have announced that the artists will all be revealed on the 10th of January and then from the 11th to the 19th of January, they will be releasing once a day on YouTube each song, building up to the 10th of February UMK live show. And they have also released a few teasers about which of the seven artists will be competing. And we've got the next few months to try and guess who they are. So the first teaser is a talented artist, first 90s style dance song. I think this could be something very interesting, especially because I think when it comes to Eurovision, we definitely need sort of like a diverse selection of music. And Finland has always actually been really good with providing diverse songs for the contest. So... I think with this first one of like up and coming artists in Finland doing their first sort of like 90s style dance th- song, I'm really curious to see who this will be and what that song will be. So the second teaser we have is a power song by a true vocal talent. I myself love sort of like power type songs, like power rock, power ballads especially. So seeing sort of like a power style song in UMK, I'm up for that. Do you think this could possibly be a returnee from Finland? I mean, a lot of people is talking about Sarah Alto maybe as a possibility, considering the fact she is an enormous vocal talent that you can potentially really see at Eurovision because of the type of song she was given. I, I do think that, that she is a possibility. They haven't said that this is a new or returning artist. Like, I don't really, unless it's sort of like a really massive name, I don't really see them like hyping up like a brand new name so i do think this will be a returning name the third teaser is perhaps the best song of an indie favorite's career well it honestly depends on like what kind of indie music this will be it could be like indie pop indie rock whatever but with it being indie it's gonna definitely be a song about probably someone's self like it's gonna have like a personal message within it so the next one is one people have been speculating a bit more the fourth teaser and that is two big name performers doing a surprising duo with a serious refrain so i think this is an interesting one for fans to speculate about i i think there's a very good chance that at least one of these names is someone who has done eurovision for finland before i would say that's a strong possibility it's a surprising duo so i think it's people that wouldn't necessarily go together yeah um, I think this one is one very interesting but the next one perhaps has even more we can talk about because the fifth teaser is a thunderous rock anthem by a world touring band well the speculation for this comes down to pretty much two names two names we know very well for Finland at Eurovision the Rasmus and Nordi could either of them be making a comeback is that what this is saying I personally would love to see Lordy back at Eurovision, especially with their winning song Hard Rock Hallelujah being great and definitely shows off like on how diverse the songs are at Eurovision. I, I, I can see why speculation is time for those two. And it's also remember that the rule with Finland generally seems to be if there's a rock song in the national final, that's the song that wins. So a lot of people are saying this song five, this mysterious song five, might already, as early as now, be the song that's going to win. So the sick teaser is a seriously intense song from one of the most listened to artists in Finland. Now this one, a lot of people are saying, is this carrier back for a second time? This is where most of the speculation have been happening there, or is it just someone who is just a very well-listened to artist in Finland? Probably not someone with your connection, but all the people saying carrier is coming back are saying it for song six. I think this is probably going to be someone new. 
Like someone that's like well known in Finland, but hasn't had that much of a big impact when it comes to UMK. I I, I have a feeling this is going to be someone new. And then the final one, song seven, is a hard hitting club banger by a well known artist making a comeback. This one, out of all of them, I think is the most likely to be someone who's participated for Finland before. I I agree, but just just the wording of this, it definitely sounds like this is someone that has been at UMK before. That maybe even been to Eurovision before. And is coming back with something big. It could possibly be. There is the option of someone like Krista Siegfrieds, um, who did Marry Me in 2013. Um, even Sara Alto is possible here. Um, um, I think even if you're going a bit older, there are certainly a lot of names from sort of the 80s and 90s who definitely could be in with a chance there. Agreed. This is going to be an interesting one to see. Now, going to from one of the countries that has one of the most popular national finals, let's go to a country that doesn't have a national final at all. Austria has announced that they will be announcing the artists that will be representing them in Malmo next year in December. So it's been a bit of confusion with the Austrian delegation this year. Some talk of a potential national final was coming up. Some talk of involving the public in some strange way into that internal selection process. But all of that's been told, no, that's not happening. They're going to do the same way they did before, which is having lots of songs, having a committee workouts or an internal jury of many different types of people work out what song they're going to do. And they have announced that the artist will be revealed no later than December. So that is essentially it's before Christmas. With them announcing the artist so early, I think it's actually a, probably a good thing. It could, give, it could give some hype into what the song will be. I mean, they pretty much announced Taya and Selena pretty much at around the same time last year. I think this is a smart decision to announce the artist early and then sort of give some hype and then release the song. And now... Something that's been continuing right since we started Vote for the Music, the Eurovision podcast last month is who will be in Malmo. We still don't quite know. We hit the deadline for the 15th of September for internal EBU papers to be sorted. We thought that a few more countries and will participate would have signed those papers because they have a free withdrawal from the contest until the 12th of October, which is fast approaching. But there have been reports in Montenegro media that the Montenegro broadcaster has not submitted any papers to the EBU for the 15th of September and will not be participating in the contest. They have said nothing publicly about this, but we're getting reports that their participation isn't even in question. They're not coming back. Yeah, it, it's it's honestly... like some, some of the reasons that people will withdraw from Eurovision is mostly down to money. And it, like it's only like whether or not things are good enough that they can set money aside to go to Eurovision and like whether things are cheap to cheap to buy in that country or not like as you said we thought this was going to be like a one one thing one and done with them not returning 2023 because of cost but then with it being Sweden in Malmo next year things aren't going to be easier to buy as as well so that sadly means most likely that Montenegro will not be returning in 2024. So moving on to the Junior Eurovision Song Contest, which is taking place on the 26th of November in Nice. We have two songs out. We have a bunch of information about the other countries. So let's get into that. Firstly, Ukraine. They have released their song. It won their national final. It's called Kitska by Anastasia Demid. Kitska, Kitska, 
I think this is really good. It's really solid, but it's not spectacular. It doesn't reach up to the point where it's going, this is great. It's just, it does the job and I think it can cut through, but I don't think it's going to encourage a lot of people to pick up their iPads or phones or whatever they're voting on and say, I want to vote for Ukraine as one of their three countries. I think the juries might also be a bit scared off by this because the style is quite unusual and juries do tend to like something a bit safer. But I think it could potentially do top five at a push, mostly probably going to be between fifth and tenth place. But I do really like it. I would probably give it a six out of ten. So for mine and today's full thoughts on the Ukrainian entry at Junior Eurovision, please check out our quick fire review, which will be out on Tuesday morning. The other country that has released their song this past week has been Spain with the song Love You by Sandra Valero. And this has immediately become one of the fan favorites and a front runner for this year's Junior Eurovision Song Contest. This is probably one of the strongest entries Spain has come out with. I think it's very well done. The production is very high. It's irresistibly catchy. This is definitely aimed at kids. It's for kids. But Spain, they always do a very tight show. Their stage show last year for Senorita was incredibly professional, incredibly slick, incredibly smooth. And I think this is a real front runner to be taking the trophy. So if you want to hear our full thoughts on Spain's Junior Yorvish Entry, Love You by Sandra Valero, please check out our quick fire review, which will be out on Thursday morning. So we have some more news about Junior Yorvish, and this time's from Italy. While they've not released their song, we do know who will be participating for them. It is Melissa and Rania. Italy have had a very strong history in Junior Yorvish. You know, they won on their first participation. Last year, they, of course, entered Chanel Delecta, blah, 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 which was a big fan favorite. It didn't quite do so well results-wise. But I think following that up is going to be a very interesting time for Italy. Hopefully, they can send something good this year. So the winner of the Maltese National Final Four Junior Eurovision, Yulan Law, they've announced that they will be performing the song Stronger. Yeah, so Yulan Law, she won the national final, which was an artist selection, and this is pretty much just they are internally selecting the song afterwards, and it'll probably come out very soon, likely the next week, and they've just given us a teaser to say the song is called Stronger. So from that title, I think you can speculate it's probably going to be a ballad. And as a fan of power ballads, I'm really interested to see what Malta's going to send this year. So, once again from Ireland, as we've said every week, we've got more results from their national final, Junior Ocean Air. It's the semi-final. This was the penultimate show before the final, which is on tonight. So set your calendar for that. It's on TG4 in Ireland. And we had two qualifiers from the semi-final. We had Claire Cleely and Neve Beatrix Smith. And they were the two finalists that we will see battling it out tonight to win Junior Ocean Air and represent Ireland at the Junior Eurovision Song Contest. So one of Claire or Neve will win the Junior Eurovision Air final and then they will have a song released a few weeks later. I think it's really interesting on how Ireland sort of does 
their national finals for junior Eurovision. So the UK back in junior Eurovision has meant the first significant changes taking place. And that started with a BBC member on the junior Eurovision steering group this year. And that has resulted in the introduction of a whole new load of safeguarding measures which have been put in place by the EBU to make sure children are kept the safest during the process. And these are adopted from the BBC. These have been the BBC's policy for about 10 years now. And this has now been announced to be in junior Eurovision and to be adopted over there. I think these changes are probably a good thing for everyone in general. Like the BBC care about protecting children when it comes to stuff like this. And I think that, I think in general, this is a good idea. This is something that needs to happen. We need to protect people. And that's that. Yeah, so it must be pointed out that Junior Eurovision did already have uh, safeguarding rules. Of course, any children's event has to. But I think by British standards, which are probably the strictest out of um, all of Europe, especially what the BBC does, they have to be, they were outdated very much so and this is bringing everything up to line with how the BBC does things now obviously the UK delegation were following the BBC's rules anyway last year but there were issues with the treatment of artists raised last year um, to do with the fact several of them got ill and the cold weather and performing and stuff and even though the BBC and Fair Sky chose to continue to perform despite her illness there were a lot of other issues like Ireland she was ill um, and Serbia they had to use a pre-recorded performance so this should be part of measures to try and counter that and make sure the children are the same as possible and not just through looking after them if they're ill but also mental health um, sorting out social media stuff increased tightening rules and dbs checks on chaperones that kind of thing and let's also remember that the biggest absentees from the junior ocean song contest are the nordics they created the contest and then they disappeared when their big criticism was the fact it wasn't kind enough on the kids. The kids were put in too much pressure and they weren't treated well enough. And if these safeguarding measures work and if they're successful, that could potentially open the door for countries like Sweden, Norway and Denmark to make their returns. So that brings us to the end of this week's podcast. Please remember to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Amazon Podcasts or anywhere else you get your podcasts. Check out our website, votefortheMusic.co.uk or email us at contact at votefortheMusic.co.uk. We'll be back on Tuesday and Thursday for our quickfire reviews of Ukraine and Spain at the Junior Eurasian Song Contest. So keep an eye out for that. But until then... Please remember to keep voting for the music. This is Vote for the Music, the Eurovision podcast.